0: i got a great episode for you today this week i'm bringing on tanya tanya is originally from around here in west virginia i believe but um not anymore she she moved uh quite a while back but she's joining us today to discuss a lifetime really of paranormal activities and uh even even going to touch into some UFO stuff, so I don't want to give away any details. She has sent me this has to be probably the most thorough email I've ever received. It felt like I was reading a, a you know an actual book. You know she did a great job expressing herself. She put it all in absolutely like it was well written. She put it into a Word doc. This lady has stuff to say, and she wants to make sure that I don't miss anything and that she doesn't leave anything out. So what I'm going to do is just turn the floor over to Tanya and let her discuss everything that's been going on. We wait for her to join us. Let me just uh, throw out there real quick. I have updated the website. So go to the thebumppodcast.com, scroll to the bottom, and click on the Let's Go button. All right, and join us on the members-only side of the Bump Podcast. There will be giveaways. There will be early content releases. There'll be extra content releases. There's going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, into my personal life, things I like to do, my other hobbies and stuff, I am going to share. But uh, a big fun part of this is I've uh, opened up a new phone line. It's going to be the Bump Podcast hotline. Um. You guys can send me voicemails. Sometimes I might just answer the phone. It it just depends on where I'm at or what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, But I figure all members, we can get together and do like a big group text chat community. So we could all have each other right there at our fingertips. If we want to share prayers, if we wanted to share personal experiences, if we want to line up things for the show, if we just want to talk about whatever, just get together um, it'll, it'll help bring our community together. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, here, here's Tanya now.
1: Okay. Did I do it right? Yep.
2: <laughs> okay. So, um, my mom was, um, gifted. Uh, not like a mediumship gifted, but um, she had visions. And there was no getting away with anything when I was a kid, but um, she would get visions about things that were happening as they were happening. Um, Like example, uh, she had three brothers die of heart attacks in the night and those would come in dreams. So in the dream, she would see her brother waving from a train that was leaving. And when she woke up, she'd know that she she was going to get that call that they had passed on. But another thing that happened was one night I was at a party and Um, you know, you walk in, you greet all your friends, you hug them. And there was one gentleman there that I didn't know, but he was standing in the middle of everybody. And when I went to go hug him, even though I didn't know him, he took his giant hand and he put it over my face and he squished my little face and it terrified me because I had no idea what he was doing or why he was doing it. And I guess he had been, he, he wasn't like a really happy-go-lucky person or anything. He was just not in the mood to hug, like everyone was hugging. Um, anyway, I, that was like the first time I ever felt like fear, fear. Right. And that night I stayed at a friend's house. When I got home in the morning, my mom greeted me at the door. Um, and she hugged me and she's got tears streaming down her face. She goes, I saw... you're okay and I saw this man grab you and I thought he was going to kill you and she said that she felt hatred coming from this guy and um, I told her no and that couldn't have been you know it was just a misunderstanding I didn't know this guy got a little too close and he just didn't want you know me near him so anyway she calmed down but she didn't tell me later that she felt the hate and i don't know if it was um the, how scared i was that caused her to think that right. but um so that happens i got busted uh sneaking out of the house a lot of times because she always knew but um another thing she was able to do was We had gotten 10, well, my parents had bought 10 acres of land and she was able to use dowsing rods, but they weren't like the real metal dowsing rods. She was using switches or uh, branches from a tree. She called them switches, but they were branches from a tree and she was able to find where the water was after someone else had attempted to do it twice and got that smelly sulfur water. Mm -hmm. uh, She wasn't going for that. And she actually found clean water. Um, so that was something she could do. Um, she also knew things like your granny witches knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard you mention the granny witches before. Yes. Um, she, I had had warts on my elbow and she told me that all I had to do was cut a piece of, not tell anybody, but cut a piece of old dirty dish cloth, rub it on my warts, hide it underneath the rock. And by this time the time the rock, the the piece of dishcloth had rotted away, my warts would be gone. But the very next morning, they were gone. Wow! And, my, and they, my parents couldn't believe it. Even though my my mom knew this was a thing, she couldn't believe that they were gone because they were big. There were like three of them. Yeah. And she couldn't believe that they were gone the very next morning. So that that was um, a neat little thing, even though now I know the scientific method behind it. But um, back then, she, she wouldn't have known the scientific method behind it. She just knew that it would work. Um, she also, mom couldn't wear watches. They would stop all the time on her wrist. Um, she would get so mad, she would buy such pretty watches and um, expensive washers, and thinking that, well, maybe the more expensive ones would work better, and the watches would just stop working. Um, I have a
0: family she, member like that.
2: Yeah. You do you? Yeah. Um, she also was born with a, she had a blood type that was rare. Um, I believe it was O negative. Um, and she had had um, miscarriages before me um, and I believe my sister has the same type of blood as her, but, um, I have a plus and technically she shouldn't have been able to have me, um, from the research that I've done because there's this, that's why they used to test your blood because they didn't want, you know, p- uh, incompatible people having children when it would just be miscarriage after miscarriage because the body fights the fetus. But anyway, I need to research that a little bit more because I'm still unsure. But when she said she had a rare blood type, um, O negative was the one that I found that was really rare, I guess. Yeah. So her and I both differ. So it's weird that she was able to actually carry me to term. But um okay, so with me. I know that when i grew up i thought everybody knew could remember being born um so i didn't think anything of it and i remember my mom telling me about when i was born i wouldn't come out until dad left and (laughs) and she also said that um she started going on about what happened when i was born i said i know what happened and I was just a little girl, and I told her about the pressure that I felt. I told her about um, that that happened for a little while. It didn't happen too long, but it happened for a little while. And when I came out, I thought, wow, this is different, you know? And then um, I got smacked on the ass so hard that it stung, and that's something that I wouldn't think any kid could forget. I I don't think they do that anymore. I hope they don't. Right. But um, the fact that when he smacked me on the ass, I thought, Oh, so this is how it's going to go. And I don't know if I thought that in English or if I just thought that in some emotional way in my mind, that things had changed and they weren't going to be good because I, I, I thought that, anyway, that stayed in my mind through my childhood. Wow. Um, I've run into a few people who do remember being born, and but it, it doesn't seem like everybody does. And I was kind of shocked that people don't remember that because I happen to think we remember changes, um, like big changes like um when you're moving and a baby is moved from one room to another
1: right.
2: that just that the way that i was moved from one house to another that was a change that i remembered so um let's see i just want to oh and uh i was born a little bit different i was born without tonsils um and I'll talk about the other thing later on, but that was always kind of weird because you know, pediatricians were like, when did you have your t- tonsils removed? And my mom was like, she's never had her tonsils removed. And they're like, well, she doesn't have any. And still to this day, every time my doctor looks at my mouth, I'm like, still no tonsils? He's like, nope, no tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a running joke with us. Um, okay, so my first UFO. I was eight years old when I saw it. Uh, we lived in Huron, New York, which is upstate New York. And um, am I going too fast?
0: No, not at all.
2: No. Okay. So we lived in Huron, New York. And I I was terrified of the dark when I was little. And I don't know why. Um, I kind of think I saw shadows or... I felt like somebody, I did feel like somebody was watching me all the time when I went outside. So I wanted to, it had rained earlier that day. And so we didn't know if the fireworks were going to go on. And just the thought of parking and then having them cancel it and then getting out of there and all the traffic and everything. And pretty much only one road going to -to so-to-point where we would have went to go watch the the um <clears throat> the um fireworks. It, it, it was just too much of a hassle. So my parents didn't want to go. And they were probably tired, you know, they had worked all week. Sorry, excuse me.
1: There
2: and so um so I wanted to go outside and watched the fireworks from, we could see them from our front lawn. We had woods all around us, but in front of us was a apple orchard. And up beyond the apple orchard, you could see more trees, but you could see the tops of the fireworks on good days. So I thought, well, I was trying to get mom and dad to go out with me and they didn't want to go. And so I said, well, I'll just go by myself. And they just kind of snickered, you know, they're like, and then, and as I'm going out the back side of the last door, I didn't even think to go out the front door for some reason, but I'm thinking I got to go by the woods to get to the front yard. But dad, I hear dad saying, I give her five minutes. So they're making bets on how long I'm going to stay out there. Cause I'm so terrified of the dark. So I go out there and I'm all set to prove them wrong. And I'm, I could see every once in a while, the very tippy-tops of fireworks. It wasn't even worth, uh, you know, braving the dark. But then I get this feeling like I'm being stared at from above. And I looked right above me, and the only thing I could think of as a way to describe it was, um, do you remember Kit from the show Night Rider?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Remember the lights on the front of that car that would yeah. go back and forth?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
2: what was happening uh, way up above me. And I thought, well, this is unusual. And I did think limp at first. Um, but then it did this really fast zigzag and then took off. And I mean, the zigzag was, wasn't a small zigzag. It was kind of big. And then when it shot off, it shot off so fast up and over the house. So I ran in, I tell my parents about it and they're like, Oh, it was just a blimp. And I said, but it moves so fast. And I told them about the zigzag and how it moved. And then my parents started talking about their UFO encounters. And my mom was kind of like hush, hush, mm. you know, and trying to, if I was paying attention or not so I had to try to pretend I wasn't paying attention so I could overhear this conversation and uh dad talks about when he was a child he had just started school Um, I believe they had kindergarten through fourth grade at that time not very much but just a little bit and he talked about getting up or no, he didn't. In the middle of the night, he was awoken to see little tiny aliens around his bed. And that's right. I did ask him about it. I said, what did they look like? <sighs> or no, he didn't tell me about what they looked like till later. I pressed him on that later. But he's And my mom's like, oh, don't, don't you see stuff like that around her? And uh, so, but then he said, Well, what about the UFO, the flying saucer you saw? And my my mom goes on to tell the story about her and her ex husband. She was in the bathroom and she was doing, you know, number two. Mm -hmm. And her ex husband was outside and he was quite the drinker. And he says, Dottie, come out here and see this UFO or this flying saucer. And uh, my mom was, she's like, oh, he's drunk again. And she's not wanting to go out. And a little while passes and she goes, he goes, Dottie, come out here and see this UFO. And she finally goes out there. And sure enough, there's this really low flying saucer. And she said it was so low, you, you could feel the heat emitted off of it. And I asked her what color it was and she said it was red, but she said it was like the sun. So I'm thinking like a red orange maybe, or it was glowing because it was hot, maybe red because it was hot. But that's only what I could picture in my head. And I asked her if it was moving and she said it was, but it was moving very slow. And she watched her and her ex-husband watched it until it was gone. Um, so I asked her what she thought about it, and she said she didn't know. She said it's probably just some contraption we have um, that people don't know about. So that's her way of just pushing, you know the paranormal normal way. I call it UFOs and everything paranormal.
1: Right.
2: And that was just her way. And then they started talking about the UFO that a whole bunch of, like, hundreds of people saw at a ship change at Xerox. Um, Everybody was changing. People were coming in. So the parking lot was packed. And there was this UFO in the sky. And everyone stopped to look at it. Um, Later on, on the news, they said that it was a gas a swamp gas? <laughs> <laughs> we, we not, I don't even think we have like swamp swamps in New York. Maybe we do. I don't know. But um, that's what they said it was on the news. Um, and I think that was it for that.
0: Well, that's pretty intense stuff though. Both of your parents had a definite ufo
1: mm-hmm.
0: encounter you know it, it wasn't just spotting a light in the sky your dad wakes yeah. up to having beings in his room
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your mom is so close to one, she can feel the heat come off the ufo
2: mm-hmm. and it's funny because they didn't want to talk about this in front of me right but every time they tried to hush hush it something it seemed like they they got excited about it.
0: Again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do, you, do you think or did they ever say anything about being abducted
2: like, neither of them said anything ever about being abducted
0: okay because it just yeah and, and you know a lot of times those those memories don't come out unless somebody goes under you know some kind of hypnosis or something like that yeah these abductive memories i
2: yeah. think later on in life my dad had said something about being abducted but he because of his mental illness he um he said well i was probably sick at that time oh. but the i think that him waking up to uh, he had a rough childhood and but him waking up to having aliens in his room might have started this whole not being able to handle life itself
1: right
2: um so he was uh, before he was 18 he was self-medicating with alcohol so right. i mean to get probably to get rid of that he was so terrified that he stayed awake under the covers till his brother came in to get him for school and and then he he pretty much he had to go to school because that was the only way he could eat right you know him and his brother got a, a free lunch at school and then after school they scavenged in garbage cans to get food dad said So I mean, they had a rough childhood, but and and to add that on top of it, that's gotta be mind blowing. Yeah. And that's not something I would have wanted to see.
0: Did your did your parents live here in West Virginia at that time? Was that?
2: Yeah, um, I think they did. I think Dad was in, Mom was in Kentucky, and Dad was in West Virginia at that time.
0: Okay, because there's just so much activity down here
2: yeah Yeah, they were right across the railroad tracks from each other you know where kermit has the railroad tracks that go through there and went over the bridge it's kentucky i think and then on the other side is west virginia yeah i think that's how it goes anyways but dad dad well dad lived in kentucky at that time too i think they i think they moved around a lot depending on where they were working and you know, stuff like that where the parents were working, grandparents and stuff. So but I know mom's family had a house in Kentucky. So
0: I'm just trying to Most, keep I'm trying to keep up and you know think sorry. about where the no, 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 you're doing great. I'm just trying to keep up with like where where these events happened.
2: Yeah. Well the Xerox event was in New York. Okay. So and then the the silent flying saucer with mom and her ex-husband was in North North Rose, New York. Okay. So they had already, at that time, they had already moved out of West Virginia. I guess there was no, word, no work other than the coal mines, and they wanted to try something different, so they moved up here. Yeah. But, okay, let's move on to me, I guess. Yes,
1: ma'am.
2: Um, <laughs> okay. So, in 1986, I'm I'm in Huron, New York. uh, We're on that 10 acres land that my parents um, bought, and they have been living in this little tiny trailer. And they had had saved enough money to have um, a basement made and have a a house put there. a a double um, Is that a double wide or to it. i'm not sure what they call it yeah. it's not a trailer but it's not like a house
0: house it's probably a, a double wide or a modular home
2: like a that. modular home there you go because it was big enough to be a house but right. it confused me i have no idea so they had had that built there and this one day i invite a friend over and they had had this beautiful back deck on the back of it and we decided to lay out in the sun you know like little girls do and little girls um anyway so we're laying out there and i'm too antsy to lay in the sun i'd like to think i can lay in the sun, but mm-hmm. forget it so i get up to take a shower and as you walk into our shower there's like french doors And I always need to keep at least one of those doors open. But I think both of those doors were open at the time. And then in front of you, there is like a jacuzzi. And there is, to the left are his and her sinks. And dividing the jacuzzi and the his and her sinks is half glass designs, half uh, glass, and then glass design, or half mirror designs and glass. So it's like mirror designs, glass, mirror designs, glass. And then there was a skylight that made it pretty bright in there. And then off to the right, there's a stand-up shower with a beveled glass door. Mm -hmm. And so I left everything open because I get claustrophobic when it gets steamy. So I just went in there to take a shower. I'm just putting shampoo in my hair. And I see this blonde girl walk in the bathroom, and she's the sun is shining down on her blonde curls, which I'm confused of because my friend outside has straight blonde hair. The sun is shining down on her curls. She's wearing a white uh, long sleeve nightgown. And I'm trying to look at her face, but I can't really see the face detail because of the bevel on the glass. So she walks back to the his and her sink. So now I can't see her because the divider is in the way. So I'm thinking that's my friend somehow in a nightgown with curly hair. And she's going to play a trick on me by pouring cold water over me because we were always playing tricks on each other. So I keep my eyes open the whole time I'm taking a shower. I'm just free and taking a shower as fast as I can. And I grab my towel when I'm done and I go and I look. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's nobody there. I totally expected to see her crouching and there was no one there yet. No one walked. There was no other, no other person or anything in the bathroom. Really? So I'm confused at this point. Yeah. I'm not still not scared. I'm still not thinking I I'm thinking the only thing it can be is the ghost, but she didn't look at me and she didn't seem to try to scare me. So I was so confused. Like, who is this girl? Right. Can, can so, I ask you
0: a question real quick? I, I yeah. hate to interrupt you like this. No, no.
2: Go ahead.
0: And it, it might be a goofy question, but is, is there somebody, like in the house with you right now, like n- that just walked by a minute ago, like while you were talking. No, because directly behind you, I I see a series of mirrors, right? And I'm I'm not joking. Was there anybody like walking around? Because I swear I saw a girl in that mirror behind you. And I, yep, right. The I can that still one? Yep, that one.
2: You may be seeing the cat. She's on the.
0: Okay, maybe maybe it was a cat, but I thought it was a uh yeah. I thought it was a girl's image.
2: Um
0: it, it could have been the cat. We'll I say don't it.
2: know. I don't know when she got here. Okay. But she's right there. <laughs> she's looking at me like, what are you talking
0: about? It, it, it um, could have been the cat. Well, I'll I'll look at it later. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, I was like, you were talking about seeing That's something in okay. the mirror and I was like, there's nothing in the mirror behind you right now. <laughs>
2: well I'd rather you tell me these things anyway
1: oh wow um,
2: okay. because <laughs> my roommate did see something so which I'll talk about later so.
1: okay all right all
2: right so where was I okay yeah so I went outside and I had asked my friend if she had come into the bathroom and she said she well, no she was still snoring she was sound asleep outside so uh I woke her up, I think, and I asked her if she had come into the bathroom, and she said, nope, nope, I've been out here sleeping the whole time, and of course, she was still in her bikini, she still had the straight hair, she didn't bring a nightgown with her, she wasn't going to spend the night, so later on, uh, when my mom came home, I asked my mom or I told her about what had happened and she said, Oh, you were in the sun too long. And then she said, well, wait a second. She, my mom had collected these porcelain headed
1: dolls. Mm
2: -hmm. They just had porcelain faces. I always told her it was kind of creepy.
1: Yeah.
2: um, And I didn't like them, but she said she had brought home one from the antique store, like the night before a couple nights ago. And I think it was the night before because she said that baby kept her up all night growling at that porcelain doll until she moved it. And then when she moved it out of the room, baby was okay. So could it have been the owner of the porcelain doll? I mean, I don't know, but that got my mom thinking and, and she got rid of it. Mm. So,
0: did everything stop after that
2: um no nope. <laughs> well not really
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this whole time i'm still terrified of that arc. like when i have to go outside for anything i run if my parents want me to go to the mailbox i run um if they want me to go out and get something out of the car, or go to the garage for something, i I would run because I always felt like as soon as I walked out the door, I felt like eyes were on me, and I didn't know if it was something that I made up in my head, which I'll tell you later it I realized that it wasn't something I made up in my head because other places don't feel like that yep. um, so um when I was in This is some of the hardest stuff. When I was in high school, um, things weren't exactly easy. And when I was in ninth grade, um, my father had become so um, mentally abusive that I wanted to commit suicide. And um, I cried and cried one night. I mean, it had gotten so bad, I was sleeping with a knife under my pillow because I was afraid, like, because he would come in you would yell about things that didn't have anything to do with he was being paranoid at the time saying that mom was cheating on him. And of course my mom was always a sweetheart. I don't think she would ever do anything like that. And anyway, I told him I was too young to even know these things. Like I didn't want to know. And that made him even madder. Um, So he would yell at me saying, I'm just like her. I'm just a whore. And I mean, things will come out of his mouth and the look on his face was of pure hate and the look out of his eyes and it was just so bad. And it was actually a friend of mine who suggested sleeping with a knife under my pillow just in case he got too close. Um, So anyway, this one night I'm crying and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just done with this. I just want to be done with this. I want to move on to the next life. And um, I would put my bed up. It was kind of a lower to the floor and I would put it up against where the windowsill was. I would lay my head on the windowsill and look up at the sky. We had no light pollution out there so I could see all the stars. And this night I was crying, crying, blowing my nose, wiping my eyes, looking at the stars. And I'm like, please just let me know if there's something else out there and all of a sudden I see like somebody shined a huge powerful flashlight down from the sky and it was so bright and I was like did I just see that wow and I thought to myself maybe I should ask one more time just just in case so I said is this my sign that there's actually an going to be something else to us and right then and there again this bright beautiful light just like a flashlight white pure white shining down on what appeared to be just me do you know what i mean like so it made me feel um better like i was actually able to go on um so And I knew that there was something more to life than just what we see. Right. So, and that, and because of seeing the ghost, um, mom talking about UFOs, dad talking about aliens in his bed or in his bedroom. Um, I just knew that there was something a little bit more to life than just every day going to work, coming home, going to school, coming home, coming home to abuse, and I was able to kind of push that away for a little while. So um, so I go off to college. I don't think I'm missing anything. Oh, no, I'm missing one. Okay. So another night, again, dad and I are fighting. Mom's at work. Um, he's being an athlete. Oh, uh, yeah, butthole! Butt He's being a butthole. So I'm looking out the window, but this time I'm laying on my stomach, and I got my hands up, and I'm just looking out the window, and all of a sudden I see this light come down the road, and it's about the size of a basketball, and it's like a um a yellowy orange, and it comes and it we had a series of, um, pine trees in the yard. There was one for me, a little tiny one when that was a little bit bigger for my mom. And one that was humongous for my dad, it went to my mom's tree and it flew around it like four times, not, it wasn't like super fast, but it wasn't super slow. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I knew in that moment that it knew I was staring at like I totally had this feeling I, like a deer in headlights yeah. and it came straight for me so fast that I threw the covers on my head and I ducked. And when it didn't hit the window, I peeked back up and I just peeked up high enough to see the glow of it go up and over the house. And I didn't get a good feeling about this. Oh, like wow. when when it had stopped for that <laughs> second or two. I had a feeling that it it wasn't good Um, but that that was it but so I now I know that there's something good out there and I know there's something bad out there yes so but I didn't know how bad it could get so Then I go up to college, and I'm in a girl's dorm. <laughs> and You know, all the paranormal stuff that you hear people say about dorms? Yeah. Um, it's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> the girls would talk amongst themselves about paranormal stuff. And then I would hear stuff here and there, but nothing ever happened in mine and Kathy's room. So we were kind of happy about that. We were like, okay, yeah, we got the I know Hans the but one morning I feel something sit on my bed and you know the bed depresses. So you wake up and you fully expect someone to be there. Well, when I wake up, I see Kathy standing with one of our one of our friends and they're they're whispering back and forth. And I said, Kathy, what you need? And she said, oh, did someone just sit on your bed? That was the first thing she said. And I'm like, yeah, was it you? she's like it wasn't me but it happened to me yesterday or the day before or something like that she said it just happened wow and so (laughs) and I'm like and no one was around when you felt it and she said no no one and she said she felt the bed go down and everything I'm like I did too it was just so weird um but other than weird things like I had jewelry come up missing in the dorm, and we used to lock our door, so either someone would come in when I was sleeping and steal something, or I things would just disappear. So I think the ghosts liked jewelry.
0: Oh, I, I guarantee it. It's and, something, it's and something to trick you with.
2: Yeah, and sitting on your bed, which yeah. they never gave it back to me, but I'm still asking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I did a whole episode on a uh there it's actually she's my dad's girlfriend, but when they met, she was a house mother out at, at a sorority in WVU. Oh. And talk about haunted. She had so many stories that i you know, I'd let her have a full episode just talking about things that happened there. Um
2: like up ports and airports and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, like it was stuff just stuff
2: come up missing and showing up stuff and stuff
0: missing, uh whole like potted plants like house plants moving whole um, <laughs> body apparitions like crazy stuff went on there but yeah it was one of my it was like one of my first season episodes it was it's fun it's a good one
2: i'm gonna have to look at it that's a good one um okay So I think the next thing is my mom decides to take an early retirement to Florida because she has lupus. She's starting to feel really bad and she's unable to work. And of course, dad hadn't been working for a long time. So um, we moved to Lake Wales, Florida, which is right in the center of Florida. Um, I'm leaving work. Oh. I used to hear my name called all the time too, by the way. And I've been hearing my name called for a very long time. Um, And I like when we, this is a good, like I remember hearing my name called in a crowd of people, which I know that can happen to a lot of people, but this is a really good example of how it actually sounds. I was going to work really early in the mall one day and I what I did was I would open up the store. And I like to be there before other people opened up their stores. I just like to get in and get ahead of the game. All right. And um I'm walking in, and the only other people there are probably janitors, and they haven't even started doing the floors yet. So I'm walking in and I'm walking through the food courts and I hear somebody say, Tanya. And it sounded like they were right behind me. Like they they could just grab me on the shoulder and turn me around. So I said, I said, what, before I even turned around and there was nobody there, Mm. but I fully expected to see someone right there. And it was loud and reverberated with what I thought was um, the mall, but it could have been, in my head like telepathy wise. All right. Um but I'll I'll get to that. I have something else that kind of relates to that. I think I'm going out of order of that. Okay. So we're in Florida. I'm picking up, I'm working at the mall and I'm picking up a friend of mine. He lives close by so I'm going to drop him off at his house. And he yells at me, Tanya, pull over. And of course, so I pull over thinking, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he's like, look, we look up in the sky and there are now the sun is starting to set. But there there are what appear to be three balls of light, uh, one in front and two behind that. I don't know if you see me. One in front and then two behind that. Does that make better? (laughs) (laughs) And they are as bright as the sun but it looks like, aside from being as bright as the sun, it does look like there is, a like it's made of diamonds or it's beveled, like the old um, light switches on old pickup trucks. Like, remember how that was beveled? It might still be beveled, I don't know, but it beveled and it looked like that. Um, I'm gonna paint it one day, but. I just don't know how to go about it yet but um it was brilliant and then after watching it for a little while we drove for a little ways and we get to his house and we're outside watching it and as we're outside watching it it they go away one at a time and as they go away they're going up and away like fast yeah they were going in no time one at a time up and away so I get home, and I'm telling my mom about that, and I, my friend said he was going to call around to see um, if there were any explanations, like he was going to call the, I don't know, like the army bases or something nearby, and, and see, and I think he called somebody, and they said, oh, those are just projections. Well, they clearly weren't projections by the way that they moved away, Uh unless I mean, I guess they could do that, but in, in that bright, I, I just don't know. But, um, when I got home, I, I had called a friend of mine and I said, did, we just saw UFOs. And he's like, we did too. We just pulled over too. They were on the thruway and they pulled over so that they could all get out. And he said, there were so many people who saw these. Wow. Um, so they were in, we were in Lake Wales, which is the middle of Florida. They were in Port St. Lucie, which is on the east coast of Florida. So it's just weird that we could see them and they could see them too. But um, I thought that was very, very interesting.
0: That is very interesting. There's been so many UFO uh, encounters and sightings and activity in your life. I know. That's
2: And there's been others, but they've happened at night. I've only seen the lights or seen the light emitted. And I'm not, either I didn't see them for very long, or I tried using my phone to get one, and it was gone before I could get it on the phone. And then I've tried seeing them through my phone, and I couldn't see it through the phone, but I could see it with my naked eye. And so I've given up, because I'd rather be able to see it than go to get my phone and miss it.
0: Yeah, just enjoy the moment. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So after that, my parents have a house built in Northport, Florida. And um, this is a, a little bit different. My mother's dog, Baby, dies. And she's sad. And that night, she retires to her room. And I'm sleeping on the couch. And I hear the doggy door flap. And I'm thinking, I just forgot to, we never put the doggy door back in. And I was too tired to even get up, but then my mom comes out of her bedroom and she says, Tanya, I hear people talking under my window. And then she says, I also heard the doggy door open. So maybe something's trying to get in. Mm. And I said, okay. So I get up and I look and the doggy door inside is got the plastic thing in so nothing and the flap is on the inside and then i look outside we have a lanai and then i look outside and that one's in too so there's no way we could hear that flap so then i take a flashlight and we have a fenced in backyard and it's a really tall privacy fence and i shine the flashlight around there's no one around it's silent so there's no parties going on next door um, nothing so I'm like okay this is weird so we sit out there and we smoke our cigarettes and we talk about it a little bit more and I'm like well maybe it was just baby coming to say goodbye yeah she goes what about the voices under my window and I said I, I don't know what to think of that and it didn't dawn on me till later that maybe as baby was leaving they were opening up to let him in you could hear people talking I mean it could be possible, or maybe somebody was coming to get baby.
1: Yeah,
2: it could be. Um I, that dog had been with my mom for so long. I think she lived like 18, 19, 20 years, maybe. Oh my
1: goodness.
2: Yeah. And she was the sweetest dog. Like she tried to rescue these baby birds that have fallen out of the nest. And she brought <laughs> them back to my mom's rose bush and she because she didn't want them in the sun. So she brought them back and she was laying on them. Because she was trying to keep the sun from getting them. And oh, it was just heartbreaking. Jesus she was Christ. just such a sweet dog yeah. and sweet from the time my mom got her. She was just adorable. <laughs> but yeah, so there we go. Page
0: three. <laughs> Page three. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I talked about that in the intro too. I said, this has to be the most well written and like thorough <laughs> email I ever received, everything was like it was in a Word doc. You know, it felt like I was reading a book, and it was perfect. <laughs> so,
2: you know, I well, loved it. I didn't proofread it, and I found a lot of mistakes when I went back through it. But <laughs> like spelling and, and like words that weren't supposed to be the words that I wanted, <laughs> they were real words, so they weren't really misspelled. But that wasn't the word I wanted. <laughs> but and this was really. When I sat down, it was a lot easier to do than what I was trying to make it out to be. So, okay. The next, I'm in Orlando, Florida. And I'm living there because I found a job there. But um, where I'm living is kind of like on the outskirts. So there's kind of like a dirt road that you have to turn on to get to my house. And the dirt road is halfway up this hill. Or close to the top of the hill, actually, to get through. And that light was backed up all the way to where I was getting ready to turn. So there was enough room for me to turn. But as I'm going to turn, I hear really loud a train horn and train like the chugga chugga of a train. It's all really loud. And I stop. And as I stop, these cars come flying over the hill and they smash into that car that was next to me, which smashes into another car. And all these cars are piling up, which make them pile up on each other. It's just a big mess. Hmm. And um, I'm left wondering where the train noise came from, because I'm looking around and I'm like, I have never heard a train near here. So, Then um, I call 911, and I get out of the car, and I'm helping these people. This lady was bringing her husband home from a triple bypass surgery, and, oh, he was having chest pains, and I just wait. I stayed with that couple and waited for the ambulance to come and somebody to come with them because they were just terrified. So I just leave my car up to the side, and I walk home, and I'm – telling my roommate I'm like about the accident and I said I heard a train and a train whistle, and he's like there's no trains near here and I said really (laughs) and all I could think of was mom's story about the trains and her brother's waving and I'm like well I missed maybe I missed my train I don't know or maybe I was supposed to miss the train but um somebody somewhere helped me and that sound was inside my head.
1: Absolutely.
2: Like it wasn't outside. It was really loud and it was inside, just like how I hear my name being called. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Did you want to say something?
0: No, I just, it's just like, you definitely have somebody watching out for you. you know? Yeah. Somebody. Yeah.
2: I, somebody's on my side. Yeah. So then I'm in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And I meet this guy, Seth, and he um, he's at this party with us. And I've seen him at parties before, but I really didn't know him that well. And he said, he pulled me aside and he said, Tanya, do you believe in telepathy? And I said, yes, actually, I do. And he goes, okay, i want to try something with you. He goes, but you gotta let, give me some time. Let's go play cards and I'll figure it out. And I said, okay, so I'm playing cards and all of a sudden I hear Tanya in his voice in my head. And mm. I I looked at him as he was looking at me and I said, thank you. Because I'm sitting across the table from him and but there's other people around. And he goes, yeah. And so later, I pull him aside and I said, how did you do that? And he said that when him and his sister were younger, his dad was overly protective. And they would get into trouble so bad that he would banish her to one side of the house in her bedroom and him to the other in his bedroom. Well, they were so far apart, they couldn't communicate. So they had to come up with a way to communicate with each other. Um, And that was using telepathy. And he said that some people are more susceptible to it than others. So I figure, I guess I'm susceptible to it. But also that was Seth's voice that I heard in the mall that day.
0: Really? So he was trying.
2: Yeah. So he knew that I could already receive it.
0: I wonder how he knew you. Could do I don't know.
2: We, we had seen each other at parties. There must be something that he can
0: Notice.
2: get into, mm-hmm. you know, first before actually doing it. Like some way he can check me or check wow. people to see. And he knew that I was one who could receive it. And I believed in it because I had already been thinking that I wasn't hearing my voice being called outside of anything. That it was some kind form of telepathy. So he has since passed away, but I keep asking him in heaven if he'd try telepathy with me while he's in heaven. But I haven't heard anything.
0: That would be great.
2: I know that would be really cool. Maybe he could tell me a little bit about, you know, what heaven is like. Yeah,
0: get the inside scoop. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) I get a little bit of the inside scoop. I'll tell you about that later okay so if we have time we do. just let me know if we run out of time
1: you're good
2: okay so okay let's say I'm on St. Simons Island Georgia um, and I was a smoker so I would sit out on the marsh side looking over the marsh towards inland and smoke and I had been seeing these lights Like they reminded me of fireflies over the water, you know, how they kind of play. And Mm -hmm. I'd been seeing these lights over the trees and several of them. And it was like they, it was kind of coordinated, but kind of not. Like they would switch off, one would come in, switch off. It was just, it was just weird. It was like they were coordinated enough not to smash into each other. so one day I didn't know what they were. And I thought, well, maybe there's a paper mill. There's a paper mill on the island or on the, in Brunswick. But I didn't know if it was over there. So I thought maybe it was the paper mill. Maybe, I don't know, throwing up something in the air that lit up. And I asked my husband one day, I said, what is that over there? Those lights. And he couldn't see it at all. Really? Yeah. And I had been watching them every night and never failed they were always out um how big were they tiny like they weren't huge they were pretty tiny like orbs little orbs playing with each other um chasing sometimes chasing each other and then taking turns and chasing you know just playing um and then thanksgiving night we had went to visit his family and when we got home I went outside to smoke and I'm out there leaning on the on the balcony ledge and I look up and there's this gigantic uh perfect triangle um above me no lights on and as it's coming over me I just see like a um a green iridescent mark in each corner of like where maybe a light would go it just looked like green green iridescent film in the shape of a quarter moon and it um I watched it I didn't even call my husband out because I didn't want him I I I didn't want to share the experience with him because he was a jerk. So we had been fighting that day. So I was like, this is all mine and I'm not going to let him have it. I did report that one to on, but their system was so archaic back then yeah. that I don't know if they even got it. <laughs> but it was really archaic at that time. It's much better now, but. Um, so it was going so incredibly slow though that if it had been any lighter, I would have been able to see the underside, you know, but it it was already getting dark. The sky was like this beautiful velvety blue, and I just could not see anything shining off of it or anything like that. So, and um, I watched it until some trees got in the way and it was gone. Uh, (coughs) That was... I was just amazed that it didn't fall out of the sky put right. it that way and it was so close I could throw a baseball at. I didn't feel any heat. I didn't hear any noise. Um, I didn't get the feeling like anyone was staring at me so it apparently didn't see me. No fear. Um, no fear at all yeah. but it and and then I researched after that. You know, I looked at the TR-3B. It didn't look nothing like that because it was an absolute perfect triangle. Every every side was equal. And the TR-3B has one side that's shorter, the back side. So, and then, like I said, I didn't really see anything, any seams or anything around the edge. But then again, it was... It was dark. I think there was a full moon that night, but it was way over on the other side. So I didn't get to do that. If only I had thought of grabbing a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) But so that was St. Simon's Island, Georgia. Um, Funny enough, though, when I was in Florida, I ran into a kid who said, oh, you used to live on St. Simon's Island, did you see, did you ever see the UFOs? And I said, which ones are you talking about? And he goes, the ones that fly over the, on the other side of the marsh towards the inland. And I said, yes, but my husband couldn't see them. He was funny. I could see them, but my girlfriend couldn't see them. So, and then I got to thinking, maybe it's something with the way our eyes are. Like, you know, nobody's the same, so... I don't know.
0: Yeah, because you know how limited our spectrum of vision is, right? Yes. And the spectrum of color that we can see. It could be
1: yeah.
0: it could be a thing where, you know, just like color blindness, you know, maybe you could catch certain illuminations that others can't see. That that's yeah, very interesting.
2: Yeah. And I also wonder why some people can see ghosts, yet other people in the same room didn't see them. Yeah. Or some people hear things when other people your ears are the same. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird. But um, let's see. Um, Okay. So first I I had forgotten something that was really terrifying. And I guess it's because I didn't want to think about it, but um, I thought maybe I should let you know about it. Um, my boyfriend and I had got a condo. They were they had these million dollar condos that they had built in Placida, Florida, that were on the water. They were absolutely gorgeous. They were huge, hardwood floors. I mean, everything was beautiful. And they decided to rent a few out, so at least they were making some money. All right. So we got one of these condos, and. It had been a rest. there had been a restaurant there. People were mad because this restaurant had been there for years. It was an old fishing restaurant where people would come and dock their boats. And they were mad that they built these condos that weren't even in use. So here we are in this beautiful condo every night at 3 a.m. On the dock, I'm hearing an alarm go off. It takes me a while to figure it out, but I realize it's, the alarm of the um elevator. And there were only one other couple that lived with us. And they lived away from the elevator. And there may have even been an elevator on their side. But they were elderly. They're not getting up and walking at three o'clock in the morning or anything like that. Right. So three o'clock in the morning, the alarm in the elevator goes off. It doesn't stay going off though. It goes off just enough to wake me up at three o'clock in the morning, every morning.
1: Mm. So
2: yeah, I'm trying to sleep through this and get back to sleep afterwards. And then I'm in the shower. It's this huge glassed in shower, it's a huge bathroom. And I've taken plenty of showers in there before, never had a problem. I go to open the door and right in my ear, someone goes with this hot breath into my ear. Like it was a a really loud P sound, like just so close to your ear. And I yanked my head around there was nobody there. And I thought maybe Shannon somehow came in and he was going to scare me. All right. But nothing, no one there. And so I I thought, okay, I'm just going to play this off. You know, maybe just the air got weird in here, something weird. So then I think this might've happened right before we moved. Um, I'm sleeping and all of a sudden I wake up and his face was right in my face and I pushed him away and he had his eyes were so wide I could see the whites on uh, around all of his eyes and his face his mouth was doing something that it looked like it was going up then curling around it just didn't look like anything he had ever done before and it It didn't look like him, it looked evil. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I pushed him away, as I closed my eyes, and pushed him away as fast as possible. And when I pushed him away, he kind of slumped back and that look on his face was completely gone. And I woke him up because I was angry. And I said, do you know what you just did to me? And he's like, he's groggy. He's like, what, what, what? He's like, you're dreaming, you're dreaming. I'm like, no, you were just in my face. He's like, like, no, go back to bed, you know? And it looked like the sun was just getting up. So I just got out of bed and I was angry. I went and made some coffee and I sat outside and I was thinking about it. And I was like, this place just feels evil to me.
0: Yeah, it's terrifying.
2: It, It just doesn't feel right. And I think the last straw was when his parents decided to take a vacation and it was my turn to pick the restaurant. So I picked this little restaurant that, it, you know, I had had good luck with and we'd eaten there several times before and they had four days on for vacation and um, this was the very first night that they were there and they come home and all of a sudden they're like, we don't feel good. And they were so sick, um, all weekend long, four days, they were in the bathroom and in the bedrooms. They all had, they both had to go to separate bedrooms. Luckily we had three bathrooms and three bedrooms. So they each had their own bathroom because, and I, I don't can't even tell you how much weight they lost that weekend because they couldn't hold anything down. And it was just four days of pure hell. And I called the restaurant and they had eaten the clam chowder, which is easy for clams to go bad. So I just thought well, maybe it's the clams.
1: All
2: right. I called the restaurant like three or four times and he said no one else has reported being sick from eating the clam chowder. So then I just It was in the back of my head that it's this place, that it's, there's something about it. We're not supposed to be here. So um, we left. Um, We got um, a house. We rented a house on Imposita, on the water, so we could have a boat lift, all that yummy stuff. But I think think water carries spirits easily. Yeah. so you're in for it, you know? <laughs> so we get this um, house and it, um, for the first, the first night, we wake up in the middle of the night hearing the slime glass doors open and close. And the dog's alert too. He heard it too. So we have this Belgian shepherd dog who is like a great guard dog. And he's alerted as well. So he's like, you go look. And I'm like, no, you go look and take your dog. (laughs) And he was like, well, all three go look. I'm like, oh my God. So all three of us go around and check the doors and they're all locked. There's no sliders open. This house had like one, two, three, four, five sets of sliders going into the pool area. Yeah. And it was a big open concept. So you can hear when the doors open. You can't hear, really hear much outside of the house of anything that's going on. Because other people had said, well, maybe it's someone else's sliders. I'm like, no way. Not the way this place is built. Um, and so every night we would wake up in the middle of the night to the sliders opening. And... So every night we would get up and check the sliders and we did that for a good week. And then after that, I just started laughing when it would happen and we wouldn't even check. All right. And it happened for about a month probably. And then it just stopped. No more sounds of sliders opening, nothing. So I think we waited it out.
0: Oh, yeah. It sounds like yeah. it, it couldn't get on your nerves. So it gave up.
2: Yes. Yeah. But then the craziest thing yeah. <laughs> that I don't think is bad, I don't know what it was. Um, I'm, I usually sleep on my back, but for whatever reason, I was sleeping on my stomach. I might've sunburn or something on my back. And I got my face pointed away from the bedroom down a hallway towards another bedroom and where the master bath is. And it's a huge bedroom. And we just have a bed and a dresser in there. And there's all this room in there, like enough room to fit like 50 people or probably. So um, I wake up and it's, I'm noticing that it's brighter in the room than it should be, like really bright. Like we, and we don't have a light in that room that even shines that bright. Wow. So I grab my my glasses off the dresser, I throw them in and I flip over, and right in front of me is this. Um, the only thing I can describe it is an energy. I wasn't feeling anything off of it. I don't understand it. It was round
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and it was like it was undulating and it was. Different shades of blues and greens, so it was giving off like a bright aqua light and bright aqua and white light actually. And down in one quarter, part of it was like a little bit thicker, and you could see like more detail of it. And it was sparkly just in that one area, and you could see the wall through the center of it. It was about probably about four feet wide four feet tall and it was I mean it was moving it was like going around um this way and they were moving around each other and the only thing I can relate it to or have you ever seen like the types of knots people make yeah. there's there's like um I think it's the four knot I'm I'm not sure now Um, Anyway, that's kind of what it looked like, Um, but um, I had enough time to sit there and look around to see if there was any possible way something could project an image into the bedroom, Right. Um, but nothing made sense. It wasn't coming from the TV. It wasn't coming from anything through this little tiny window that was in there. Um, Nothing. So then I thought, well, maybe I should wake up my boyfriend." So I put my hand on his arm, and then I thought, "No, he's going to get scared, and he's going to, you know, scream and scare it away." And then I looked down at the dog who was to my left, and he's sound asleep, and I'm like, "Why is he sleeping? Wouldn't he, you know, be alerted to any change? There's gigantic dog ears and right. you know, but he was sound asleep. So I sat there and I, I didn't have my phone on my dresser and I wouldn't have grabbed that anyways, I don't think, because I didn't want to do anything that would make it leave. It was really beautiful. And, and I kept hearing stay calm in my mind. And so I watched it until it finally dissipated. But, um, I just kept hearing stay calm, and I was calm. I felt so calm, like overly calm. Right. Um. But it wasn't making any sounds. I didn't feel any heat off of it. Um, like, I didn't feel any electricity off of it. Yeah. Um, it was just different, but it was beautiful. So... Um, I've tried to do more research on it. Um, There's something I found a list of like angels and what what they supposedly look like. And there was one in there that kind of maybe might have been it, but it looked like it had fire coming out of the middle. And I'm like, well, that's not it. There was nothing in the middle. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what it was. Hmm. I mentioned it to my mom and she just said I was dreaming. I said, no, I didn't really go back to sleep after that. I was awake.
1: Right.
2: Um, And there was too much detail. The fact that I noticed that the light was too bright. Yeah. um, The fact that everybody was sleeping when it was too bright, because I think the brightness of the room, even though I was looking away, woke me up. And even though everyone else would have been looking, you know, kind of towards it. So why weren't they awake? You would see light through your eyes. You know, somebody turns on a light,
1: yeah, you, you wake
2: think. up and it was bright. So, yeah, I don't know about that one.
0: I'm
1: still,
0: I'm still Hold stopped. On. Give me just one sec. I got to check my door. Somebody dropped off a package, I believe. And it's, oh, it's okay. warm warming outside. I don't want it to get wet. Okay. Sorry for the interruption. Give me one second. That's okay. I got questions too when I come back. Hold on.
2: Okay.
0: If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you would never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP. 22, and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's bump B-U-M-P 22 to save 10% site-wide. This is a veteran-owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America, the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American-made. There's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com, best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, Or just go to the website, check it out, SquatchSurvivalGear.com. But wait, there's more. (laughs) A Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now. Use Bump 22, save 15% site-wide at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. So sorry. That was, uh, I had actually ordered a phone oh. through at t for the show. That way people could call like a hotline and uh, I, heard okay. it, I heard it get delivered and it got a little bit wet on the outside of the box, but I can worry about that later. Okay. <laughs> questions i have a couple of questions sure that light do you think it was you you said you looked up angels and stuff like that did it seem like it was uh alive like a biological kind of thing or was it more like a portal maybe
2: i don't know i've never seen a portal so i don't know what a portal is supposed to look like and as for biological, um, I, it just, the only way I can describe it is energy. Yeah. I just don't know what it was trying to do or relay or anything like that.
0: That's incredible. You know, and I was thinking, you know, I, I'm, I'm going through everything I can, I've can i ever heard of. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, did it seem like something you could touch? Or would it be just like a an energetic kind of light? Feel oh, I wanted
2: to touch it, but I was afraid if I'm if I did, it would go away. Right. So, but I didn't want to touch it. Yeah. I thought <laughs> about that.
0: <laughs> no doubt at all. Uh, that'd be hard to resist, you know. At least, at least for me, I I would I would probably try to jump into it. <laughs> 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 okay well i'm I'm sorry for that interruption
2: no that's okay
0: um go ahead just where wherever you want to go next
2: okay so that might have been it for there um indians had did live on that land prior though um i forgot who they were now but that was a um a huge massacre of Indians there, there's a lot of Indian mounds around that area too. That they were trying to um, make, um, make it, make them into parks. So, uh, so later on in 2013, um, I lost a job that I never should have taken. I was not qualified for the job. And when we were talking, I thought they were t- I thought they were talking about something completely different. And then, after I got the job and I realized that, I came home and I told my boyfriend about it. He said, "Oh, no, just take the job. You'll learn on the job." Nah. Well, that was kind of stressful. and it wasn't I wasn't learning fast enough because they were giving me jobs to do, and I was not able to get them done in enough. An efficient time right um and i kept asking the guy i i told the guy one of the guys that hired me i said look i am not qualified for this job i i don't think i should be here i think you should move on and try to find somebody else he goes no 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 just stay stay so and he gave me a bunch of stuff to read which was still beyond my level of expertise and it was so intense. And so I was stressed out about that. My mom was getting really sick. Um, her kidneys were failing. um she we had to bandage her legs because um her legs were it was just disgusting, just the stuff that was happening to her, and she was not liking it. And I felt so bad. And my dad was always running around. He was never home um and she was in naval hospital and then all of a sudden even though i've been asking this guy if i should leave this job who is above me and one of the guys that hired me his boss comes to me and fires me in a way that was so humiliating and devastating um that it crushed me oh, and i uh, then my boyfriend and I break up, my, because of my mom being so sick, and my dad being an ass, and me just, dad was making it harder on my mom, he would complain about me being there, Um, after my boyfriend and I broke up, I said, you know what, screw it, now I am going to commit suicide, because there is nowhere to go now, so I did, but my, I think what happened was my dad talked my mom into thinking I was on drugs and I OD'd on drugs. And the fact that I had been being treated for uh, facet joint syndrome mm-hmm. for a while, so I was on painkillers. But my mom was one of those people who was so against taking anything that you can get addicted to. Right. And I may have been overdoing them because I was trying to be at work at five o'clock. I was trying to work late till late at night, um, and I need like twelve hours of sleep. I'm I'm like a nine to twelve hour asleep needed person, or I get sick.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but I was trying to do all this stuff, see chiropractors at the same time. Um. So I may have been overdoing it, but I didn't. Um, the after I tried to commit suicide. The cops that came to the house, my dad and them got my mom thinking that I was on Molly. Well, I didn't even know what Molly was at
1: that time. (laughs) I knew
2: it as ecstasy when it was in my day.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I had no idea what Molly was. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, actually, I don't. And she didn't know any other name for it. So I was totally confused. But um. When I had been in the hospital after the suicide attempt, um, it it was just weird because I don't remember like the next six days. And then I end up in this place where um, I feel so bad for kids these days that do get mixed up in drugs and suicide attempts because the place that I was at, it was about, I'd say 50 degrees in there. It was so cold and they wouldn't let you keep blankets around you. I mean, it was so cold. People were shivering and then there were, there were people in there. So there were kids in there who seemed perfectly fine to me. They just had a rough patch. Then there were people in there with, that were like in their forties or fifties or maybe even older they had long beards, scraggly hair. They were peeing and shitting themselves.
1: Oops, sorry. You're fine. Open.
2: And um, it was just, it just seemed like it was, they were just throwing people in these places, no matter what care, category you fit in. Yeah. So when they told me I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been there, um, I called my mom and I said, can someone come and get me? Because I it's freezing in here and they're telling me I shouldn't be here and my mom says no I think you need to be there a little longer And I thought oh my god my mom has given up on me and I'm like and so my world turned into an even bigger hell after that than it was before that Mm. things just it was just horrible um so finally when I do get out of there and I get home my mom isn't acting the same. She's saying things. My mom was always a sweet, sweet woman. Everybody loves my mom. Daddy's always the life at the party. Right. Um, she was saying things that would hurt my feelings and that wasn't like my mom at all. Um, I was trying to ask her, you know, if I needed to go, if dad was making it just too hard for her. And um she was like no no but then she's like don't you think you should go move in new- with your friend in new york and so i did i just left her and moved and when i did i came up here and all my friends were very nice and openly receiving of me coming here all right and um then my dad would Mom didn't want to talk to me on the phone. Um, things got kind of sad. She didn't want to talk to me on the phone. She said, why don't you just call once a month or once every other month? And we were like best friends. We would, when I didn't live there, we would talk on the phone every single day. Um and then dad would call me and say, Mom just had a stroke and it's all your fault. Oh and God. oh, it it was just horrible. Um, and I knew it wasn't all my fault. I knew that, you know, he was probably getting on her nerves a lot more than she let on. Um, he was probably making it hard. He was probably complaining about me. Um, and he was known. I found out, actually, a lot after he passed away. Um, he had hung out with this pastor in Virginia, and when I met the pastor. Um, He was a great guy. And then I called him to let him know that dad had passed away. And he said, you know, you are so much sweeter than what your dad made you out to be. He made you out to be this awful conniving person. And I was so hurt. And I knew because he, my dad wasn't all there towards the end. And he would call me thinking I was my uncle and he would complain about me saying that I was good for nothing and blah, blah, blah. But then when I would call him and I would try to do my best, we were trying to get him up here in a place that was nearby to help take care of him. Um, Cause he needed a feeding tube and everything. Um, we, We wanted nothing but the best for him, but he made it so difficult, and I don't. It was just so hard. But um, after this suicide attempt, um, I go through all this crap, and then my dad dies. First, my mom dies, and then my dad dies a couple years later. Um, The day. Actually, the, I'm missing something very important. The I wasn't around when my mom died. So dad had called me and said, your mom's not doing so well, could you fly down? And I said, yes, of course, I'll be there tomorrow. And then the next day I have this weird feeling. and I get the phone call and I knew it was my dad. My roommate answers the phone. And immediately before I even grabbed the phone, I get this feeling of love that I have never felt before. I mean, it's beyond words. And while mom was alive, we had watched this TV show about near-death experiences. And a lot of them had said that when they were asked, what was heaven like? And they said it was love, love that you can't even comprehend. Well, that was exactly what I felt. So I felt like mom was like opening up and saying, hey, Tanya, this is what happens. Like, it's real. It's here. Yeah, it's and it was unbelievable. It, and that feeling, even though I was crying and I was so upset and hurt about everything that had happened, I felt that love all day. I mean, the entire day, I kept thinking it's going to go away, but I felt it all day. The next morning when it was gone, I was so sad, but I knew it wasn't going to last forever. But I got a glimpse that not everybody gets to see. So and I think maybe remember mom seeing the hand on my face. She felt my fear. She felt the guy's hatred. I think that connection might have allowed me to connect to her when the day she died so it was just really nice and it is
0: um, beautiful
2: yeah so um after that we're still in Webster I'm standing outside smoking as always and I see a golf ball size green orb of light and it's there's woods behind my apartment and then right here next to me is our patio a covered patio and you can see down there and it's coming towards me and as it gets to right past me it's got this uh, tail that looks like a ribbon behind it
1: mm-hmm. and as
2: it gets to right past me it waits for the it stops and it waits for the ribbon to catch up and then it just blinks out and i just I was just amazed. I've never seen a green one before. No. I've seen white ones. I've meditated on love and God and things like that. And I've opened my eyes to seeing faint white orbs pretty big, like about this big, flying, like playing with each other in my room. And, I'm, and they don't last long, but they're there. And it's kind of neat. Um. And I just think that's, my mom, probably, and my friends just checking in on me because I don't really know any other way to put it. And they're faint. So they're not like they weren't as bright as that green golf ball size orb.
1: Right. But
2: I didn't get a feeling from it either way. That was in 2020. So after that, I go see my friend wanted me to go see a medium. And I, said yes i've always wanted to see one but i i just thought they would be really vague and just tell you you know oh i see him in the star chart or something like that right. this guy was not like that at all in fact he was kind of a dick so oh, sorry
1: <laughs> you're fine
2: <laughs> he was kind of a jerk um when we first met him it was like he's one of those people you know you, you can take it or leave it but This is how it's going to go. He said, I'm just going to start talking when the clock strikes 12. And then as soon as the hour is over, I'm done. He goes, sometimes when you hear me talk, you might hear someone else's voice. So he warned us of that ahead of time. So then he starts in. As he starts in, it's like my mom and dad are there. And I'm like, wait, my dad's there and dad goes what you didn't think i could make it and i said no (laughs) and it was almost like i was talking to dad by the way the guy was talking wow and then he said i had to go to purgatory for a while before they would let me see ma and it was just the way he would say it and everything and i was like wow that wasn't a very long of a purgatory but then i I know that time isn't the same for them as it
0: is for us right yeah Tom Tom's just a uh, construct right
2: yeah so for him he was probably in purgatory quite a while so anyways I was happy that he ended up there so he must be a good person after all and probably not sick anymore so that's good and mom was happy, but she was very mad at at things the family had done, leaving me out of the will, taking advantage of her when she was sick. She said she 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 said she had it wasn't dementia, it was something else. Um kind of like dementia.
0: Like Alzheimer's.
2: Um I don't know. She had a word for it. She called it something else, and I can't think of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is something where you kind of lose your mind. You get a little paranoid, and you think that people are out to get you. So anyway, she apologized, and she said, had I known what dad did to me, that she would have killed him. So I guess it's a good thing she didn't know. Wow. His dad would tell me if you say anything to your mom, I'll make life worse for you. Well, I didn't want life any worse, so right. I don't. I think I might have hinted to her sometimes, but I didn't really tell her. So she apologized and said she would have killed him. Um, <laughs> I know, right there in heaven, she's saying I would have killed him. <laughs> But um, she also told me that um, she felt like her family abandoned me. Um, She felt they took advantage of the situation. Um, And he was very detailed about exactly what they did. Um, And it was just freaky. And then not only did, was it my parents, my poor friend was sitting there. Mm. My dad's best friend who was also, he was always nice to me. He came through. My friend who committed suicide, he came through. Friend of mine who got into a car accident when we were young, he came through. It was just one person after another. I had like this huge gathering of people there that came through that said, I'm sorry, I left you. Um, I committed suicide because I was hearing voices that weren't my own blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just details that there's no way this guy would have known. We didn't say names. He would sometimes say names that weren't quite right. And I would say it and then he would go on. But he, even my pets, my pets were there that I loved, like gu- my guinea pigs and dogs and,
1: and he knew cats. all of this.
2: and yeah, he knew all of this stuff. And it was just he just talked nonstop until until he was you couldn't talk anymore and it the hour was up and he talked so fast he had all of this out and he had managed to get details in there for everyone. That's to, incredible. It, yeah, and um, you no, know, we thought one person had come through for my friend, and she's like, I don't know why they would come through for me. That's my friend's son, but then when we got home, I realized it it was mine. Mine, my uncle Mel. (laughs) (laughs) So I never did tell her, though. I just because I felt bad. She goes, "I'll never go to him again," or "I'll never take you with me." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll never go again because I don't. It made me feel better about everything that happens, and um, so I'm glad that I went. But had I had I read his had I read him his website, I would have never went. Because a medium can see your whole life. They can see what type of a person you were from the time you were young to the time you were older. And there was a time when I was a little kid that I made a decision to be a good person instead of a bad one. And I thought everyone had to do that that All you right, could right. either be a bad person or a good one. But this was a decision that was put in front of me somehow and I had I said I want to be just like my mom. I want to be a good person cuz she really was a sweet person everybody loved her.
1: Right. And
2: she was funny and so I just wanted to be just like her. Turns out I'm like her and even more. <laughs> but okay, so oh, and before <laughs> this is a terrible thing about the medium is before we left Joanne says can I use the bathroom oh, sorry my friend says can I use the bathroom and he said "Yep." Yeah. and so she goes in there and she's a pokey person and he's looking at me really weird he's like going like with this just this I can't do it when, with the eyebrow up. <laughs> yeah. and he's really looking at me and he says can I pray for you I see dark in you, or I, I see dark around you, or I feel dark in you, something really weird, and then he comes over, I'm standing by the front door, he puts his arm around me, he lays his hand on the door, and he starts praying, and he's praying for so long, and I'm just like, okay, come on, Joanne, get out of the bathroom, get out of the bathroom, get out of the bathroom, and he's just, he just keeps going, I'm just like, Wow, he must see a lot of dark in me. So Joanne comes out and I'm like, thank God. And we get in the car and I tell her what happened. And she goes, what does he mean? He sees dark in you. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not even really sure that's what he said because he caught me off guard. He saw dark in me or around me or on me or I don't know. So that has been in my head since then. And I refuse. To make another appointment with him. Because I just... You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: I He made me uncomfortable. And I don't... Maybe it was a gimmick to get me to come back. I'm not sure. But he was the real deal. So why would he need that? Because of right. course we're going to tell people, hey, go to this guy. He's the real deal. Even though he's a jerk.
1: Right.
2: But Yeah. Mm. But it may not even have been him being a jerk. It might have just... You know, he was coming through as my dad. So maybe he was, I don't know, some of the stuff that he said. I'm like, eh, my dad would say that. I'm like, oh, maybe that was my dad. Right. So I don't know. Well, but he did seem like he's the the shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He probably knows he, that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, let me he, ask, though, when he was praying, uh, do you remember anything he was saying? Or was it not, was praying? Not one God?
2: word. Okay. Because my thoughts in my head were going so fast. Yeah. Joanne, come out of the bathroom, Joanne, come out of the bathroom. That it didn't I I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Yeah. And he caught me off guard and I was scared. Um, and then he was touching me, which was weird. Yeah, he had his arm around me. Yeah. So I'm just like, this stranger's got his arm around me and he's praying. And I just want her to come out of the bathroom.
1: <laughs>
0: The the reason why I asked that is you said you you weren't sure if he said the evil around you or in you or whatever. If if he saw evil around you, you know, or darkness, yeah, it would make sense to pray uh over you protect for protection. You know, like I was, oh. I, was, I, was I was hoping to hear a few words. Maybe he was reciting Psalm 91 or uh, you know, something something to protect you. And I it's, wish a kind, it's kind of a longer psalm. I thought maybe that's what he was doing.
2: Well, I have anxiety really bad. Yeah. So he was just in my space, which yeah. immediately just wants me to get out of that space. I got And you. I'm a hugger, too. But I don't go, you know, usually hugging strange guys, especially, <laughs> you know, after the one incident. So, um, but Joanne... I guess we got there early and Joanne just walks right into the, he's in an apartment. She just walks right into his apartment and he's taking a nap on the couch. He goes, boy, you're something. I can't remember the word he used, but it was just, I just started laughing (laughs)
1: because,
2: you know, she is, she'll just do stuff. She just doesn't care. She's like, well, we got an appointment with you. But the, I live here, (laughs) he's. So she goes, well, we knocked, but you didn't hear. So I don't know. Anyways, that that last part was just, that has bothered me. And that was in, that was in, I I think it actually might've been before 2020 when we went to the meeting. So I've been thinking about this for this long it still bothers me to this day
0: right so
2: but you see me do you see dark around me
0: i do not see dark around you but okay. i'm not i'm not a medium
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i just want to know what i'm up against
0: <laughs> okay I, I, any
2: more questions i got more
1: Nope. you go okay
2: okay so we're talking 2020 2021 um, so I am outside smoking once again, and I'm looking up at the moon, and it's daytime. And you know how you see the moon out there, yeah. when it's daytime up yeah. in the sky. And it was absolutely beautiful. Picture perfect. I wish I had something to take a picture of it. And all of a sudden, I see this huge airbus fly over. And we're not too far from the airport, but you usually don't see huge planes fly into that airport. Um, because it's a it's a tiny one of the tiny. It's a big airport, but it's one of the tinier airports. But this is a huge uh, bus, and you can see the windows on it, and it's just flying really low. So either, and I think the airport's that way, but I could be wrong. That's north. I don't know. Could be that way more towards that way so it was probably just taken off maybe is what i was thinking but then as i see the plane fly over i'm still looking up and i see this silver ufo that's like half the size of the plane flying faster than the plane was it was like it was trying to catch up to the plane right and the sun was it was The sun was glinting off of it. Like maybe there was a seam on it somewhere, but I wasn't sure. It it was definitely spinning because you could see the glint every half a second or so. And it was going in the same direction as the airplane. And unfortunately, there's trees right here. So after I lost the airplane and after I lost it, I don't know what happened. The next weekend, I decided to report that to Mufine because that didn't sit right with me. Right. So maybe it was even a couple of weekends after. I don't know. It was long enough for me to not know if it was a Saturday or a Sunday, but I gave him the time. It was around like 1020 because of where the sun was at in the sky. It was still over there. So it was still morning. And um he says, Well, the only plane, Airbus that was flying was flying from Someplace, Chicago, O'Hare to um, Europe, somewhere. And it wasn't flying at a low altitude. And I'm like, then that must, that wasn't the plane. And I'm like, you know, I don't usually see planes flying at a low altitude unless they're coming into the airport, leaving the airport, you know, and they're swinging around. But, and, and I never see planes that bad right um that low in the sky low enough for me to see the detail and I actually didn't look to see that who the plane airline was because I didn't didn't think it was going to be a big deal so but then I got to thinking maybe that wasn't maybe that was all maybe it wasn't happening in real time do you know what I mean maybe it was happening in another lifetime or in another location and i was just seeing it
1: yeah
2: i don't know i mean strange things happen but the whole fact that that plane was flying so low over here was strange so yeah and, and would they have reported that they need to fly lower to get away from a ufo i mean yeah yeah, I, I if, don't. If
0: they did, they wouldn't tell us about it.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. So they would have never said that the plane uh, descended to what, ten thousand feet, nine thousand, or even five thousand feet. It was low. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything like it since. then. So I know, I know for a fact they don't fly over here that long. Right. So, anyway, that was that one. And I don't report a lot of UFOs because I see so many. So and they would just, I kind of told the move Line investigator, he said, how many UFOs have you seen? I said, how much time do you have? He's <laughs> like, wow. He goes, you get to see them all this. He's like, I've never seen one. And he's in the area. So all right.
1: I'm
2: like, oh, you have to look up more. He's like, oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry, I, that's an alarm on my phone. I thought it was turned off. There we go.
2: Oh, okay. So then in 2021, I decide to, I wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. And um, my bathroom is right here in my bedroom. Um, and I'm in there and I see this um, thick, white stringy um, stuff floating across the bathroom door, but it's straight up and down. Like it's not allowed to come in the bathroom. So I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm like, it's gotta be something in my eyes. And the moon is shining through this little window just a little bit so that I can see it clearly. And it's not in my eyes, I'm really seeing this. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So I finished my business, I wait for a clearing and I go out of my room and I turn around to look and it's gone, there's nothing here. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but I've, I've heard a fog, at least it wasn't, a, and it was white. It wasn't like a black mist or anything or even a white mist or anything like that. So I, have, the only thing that I can, think of that it looks like are those pictures of ectoplasm like in those seances remember that
1: yeah
2: that's kind of it was stringy looking that's kind of what it looked like um haven't seen it since um and I don't I don't sleep very well I'm in a lot of pain so if I wake up and I'm in pain it's so hard for me to get back to sleep so I kind of I'm awake a lot and I'm wide awake when I get awake. So I um after that, I decided to take a vacation to Alaska where my friends live. And um my friend really wanted to see a UFO. And I was there for about two weeks and I'd go out while he was sleeping, he worked during the day. I'd go out while he was sleeping and look around. It really didn't get dark at that time. The sun would go around the mountains, like, oh. and so it would just sometimes it would get kind of dusk when it was behind a mountain, yeah. but then the sun was out again in twenty minutes. So it was really cool. I would be up almost all night, and they would be sleeping. But so one of the last nights that I was there, I said, let's go out and look for a UFO. I just had a feeling. So we went outside and just like the one that I saw, the very beginning, the one that kept me going, the one that gave me a reason to live, that one showed itself.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, and he's out there and he's like, well, and I said, he goes, I knew he was going to ask too. he says, what's the difference between that and a satellite? Because it was so bright, you know, right. it's like, what's the difference between that and a satellite? I said, right there. And I knew where it was going to be. I didn't even have to look. And he turns around and he looks, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a satellite, definitely. And then he looks back again and he's like, is it going to do it again? And I said, sure. And it does it right then. And I'm like, I knew And he was so happy. He goes, We can go in now. I'm happy now. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a UFO. But I felt so cool because I knew the series of events before they were going to happen. And that has never happened to me, ever. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat because it it made me feel good because I was able to show him. Yeah. But I have another friend who has never seen anything, but he's too busy. And I don't know if he'll take the time out to do it. He wants to go camping, so maybe we will I'll take him camping. I'll take him camping. He actually has to take me camping, but um, <laughs> he's got to take time off of work and set aside time to actually look yeah. and, you know, be proactive about it, you know?
1: That's
2: it. So let's see. I have more, just a couple more, I think. Okay. Yeah. So after I get home from Alaska, things get even weirder. So I'm outside and I'm looking up at what I think is a star. I'm walking my dog and it looks like a star, but all of a sudden it just gets big. So it's way bigger than a star, way brighter than a star. And I knew it wasn't a star. And it jutted off, and I didn't think about it. I, and then we had to walk. There's like a little bit of woods in our trail. And then I walked by the trail, and I could hear this clicking. And like column response from one side of the trail to the other. And nothing else, no other bugs. No, nothing. It was like we were in this vacuum tube. All right. And I felt kind of eerie. And we walk and I look up and I see that same light. And I'm thinking, my dog stops. My dog even looks up. And we're both looking. And both of us ran to the rest of the way to my apartment. Mm. So when I get in the apartment, I'm like, well, they can't all be good. I just put it out of my mind. I forget about it. I don't know if it was this night or the next night because I didn't, like I said, I put that odd clicking and that odd eerie feeling out of my head, but um, when I went to bed that night, or I think it's that night anyway, I'm laying there. And I hear like the energy in the room shift and I'm thinking it's the dog or the cat and they both sleep with me. So I was expecting them to come in and get in bed with me and no cat, no dog.
1: Mm.
2: And I'm like, this is really weird. So my eyes are shut and I decide to open them. When I open them, there's something in the peripheral of my vision. And I can't see. I mean, there's something right up in my face. So my hands are at my sides and I I'm afraid to move them. So I push my head back into the pillow. And as I do that, this porcelain mask backs away from me really super slow. Mm. And the moonlight is shining through my window and it's shining on the forehead and the cheekbone and it's i'm at that time I, i'm you know i'm relaxing just enough to where i just want to study it i'm like this is incredible i've never seen anything like this before right. but it looked like a solid porcelain mask. mask but there was nothing behind it there's no eyes there's no nothing and As I'm looking at it, it backs into the dark corner of my room. And as it backs into the darkness, it's the darkness swallows it up. It doesn't like there's nothing weird, uneven about it. It's like in a horror movie. But I wasn't scared but it it just looked like the effects of like a horror movie. And I was just like, what are you? And nothing said, no sounds, no animals in my room, no nothing. i I. Perplexed to this day of what that was. It was just the weirdest thing. And I did not, like I said, I had put the other thing out of my head. Yeah. So I didn't think the two were related. But then I thought later, what if that was its way of saying these walls aren't gonna hide you from me?
1: Oh wow. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm out here and these walls aren't gonna help you at all. Mm. So I don't know about that one. And but I now I've heard of other people's stories of where they were sitting on their bed and they had the window open and this entity tried to get inside him. And that's kind of what I thought this entity was trying to do, get inside me.
0: All right.
2: So I don't
0: know. Yeah. And I've I've had somebody before, um, the episode, I can't remember the se- the season or episode number, but I know it was called Demon in the Bedroom. Mm-hmm. It was very similar to what you're talking about. The Well, the way it ended was very similar. It faded. It was this over overly exaggerated smile, this evil-looking face, and it faded into the wall and kind of like Ooh. up the wall. That's, that's what it put me in mind of when you're talking about this This porcelain looking face and just Mm -hmm. into the darkness, in it that freaks me out. I don't know how you weren't like enveloped. I
2: wanted to study it. It's like anytime I come across anything that's different, I try to study it as much as possible because I don't want to forget it. I want it fresh in my brain. Like that mask, I've never seen a porcelain mask that looked like that. I mean, the eyes were normal, but it had the littlest pointed nose and the littlest mouth, and i was trying to draw this but i was drawing it with a pointed chin but it didn't have a pointed chin later on i actually saw the alien that would fit underneath this mask it's in one of the books that i have
1: wow.
2: and it um but it, it's an alien face with big yeah. cheekbones because yeah. i was I was trying to draw it with the big cheekbones and the head just right. And I kept drawing the eyes too big. And I'm like, no, the eyes were more normal and the mouth. And it was just, it was, and it even had a slit in there. Like you could actually wear it as a mask, even though it looked like it was made of porcelain. Wow. Yeah. And With the light, with the moonlight shining through the window, thank God the moonlight was shining through the window. Because if I had seen a porcelain mask in the dark, Uh I don't know, that probably wouldn't have been as neat. No. But it was kind of (laughs) cool. Instead of scared, I didn't get an evil feeling. I didn't get any feeling from it. You would think that I would, but maybe I'm not sensitive enough to know if these things are bad or good. I don't know.
0: I don't know. That seems like that, that feeling would be more of a, a, a primal feeling, you know, that, that kind of fear. Yeah. I,
2: I, am I, am I lacking my primal fear now? Because after I tried committing suicide in 2013, I lost my fear of the dark. Yeah. I, um, I'm not scared of things that I used to be scared of. Really? So, I mean, it, it did something to me that's different
1: yeah
2: so maybe i don't have that fear like other people would have but more of a curiosity and i'm able to study it a little bit
1: Yeah. yeah i don't know
2: and then the latest i think this is the latest and greatest that i've got and then we're done yeah the latest and greatest well, that's not the greatest part. <laughs> I looked out the window of the apartment and like I couldn't sleep. Of course, I, I look up at the stars and thank heaven for the stars that I get to see and my beautiful trees outside my window. But I look up at the stars and I can barely see at first because it's so high up in the sky. But then I see this. This thing. And I know. He's- yep, there it is.
0: Yeah,
2: it is. It looks like two glass cubes with two bubbles in them, but half of the bubble is another bubble. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And it's going really slow, and then it stops, and it turns on its right axis, turns 180 degrees, starts going back almost the way that it came just as slow and continues like it's doing some kind of survey right of the land which is kind of what i thought of the ufo that was going so slow and so low in Saint simon's island too Mm -hmm. i thought it looks like it's just doing like a survey of the land all right but i don't know for sure but this one was really pretty because you could, and I was shocked that the light was coming out of the balls, but you could still see what looked like a glass casing around them.
0: That's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think you got Oh
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do have a, a copy of it, but I don't have it on my Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. It, uh, strange. And I'd never seen, I've never seen a square UFO, I don't think. That I know of. But yeah, so I think that's it. Let me make sure I didn't miss any writing, but I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot the whole condo thing with the boyfriend that woke up looking like the devil with a curled lips um, right in my face. That was horrible, but I can see why I'd want to forget that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow. There was
2: Oh, okay, There's I did forget there. one. The ahead. apart yes. Um after the porcelain face thing, the next morning I asked my roommate if he had seen anything paranormal and he said, Funny, you should ask. He said he was watching TV. He looked over and saw me walking to the sliding glass door and to go out to smoke, but he had turned his head back to the TV, and then he didn't hear the sunglass glass door open. So he looked over, and there was no one there. So he thought, "Well, maybe I changed my mind." Then he thought, "Wait a second, she quit smoking." So it wasn't me. I was in my room.
1: Yeah.
2: So it, and you said it, he thought it was me, but he said, "Of course, it's." He didn't have any lights on. It was kind of dark back there. So yeah. He wouldn't have been able to see my face or what I was wearing. He just saw a figure walking. So it was kind of like it could have been the people who lived here before us, both passed, All right. and they were smokers. So it just could have been one of them. Yeah. You know, habitually walking outside to smoke.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Tanya, you've had so much go on. <laughs> I
2: know. I know, and I'll probably think of more than I've forgotten, but yeah, yeah, those are the good ones.
0: Well, I know you talked about some stuff that was really hard to get into, and I want to thank you for that. And I want to let you know that I'm very glad that you're still with us, that,
1: thank
0: you. you know, God must have a purpose. He's got something that he wants or needs something. for you to see or do and accomplish
2: something
0: yeah there's some kind of works for you and even if it's just to be there for somebody else you know there yeah. you, you there's plenty of purpose
2: yeah i hope so i hope it does help someone else because it, it hasn't been an easy life all
1: right
2: but you know it hasn't been but yeah it hasn't been easy i can't say that it's been easy yeah but if it helps someone else, because I know there's got to be other people who have had it worse than me. And I'd, I'd hate to feel what they're feeling, the pain that they go through.
0: Yeah.
2: But
0: I think you're a wonderful person. And thank it, you. And it needs a lot of bravery to come on here and talk about stuff like that. And
1: thank I, you.
0: I truly appreciate it. And I want you to stay in touch with me. I know we've sent a million emails back and forth. but Oh, I'm, Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna let you know I, when that painting comes in because I don't, I don't know. Okay,
2: yeah, now. I'll call them today and see where it's at. Okay, but um, I'm definitely gonna read this book.
0: Yes.
2: For me and um, I'll order it today. That
0: sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great, and I'll I'll send you a few things. I um in an email I'll send you some some things I'd like for you to check out. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, because there's gotta be some kind of explanations for some of these. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll send you what I got. Okay. All right.
2: All right. See See you soon. Thank you. Have a good
0: day. Thank you.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
0: That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website, check it all out if you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap it's just $1.75 a week you can cancel at any time get in on uh, all the, the new, latest and greatest stuff we have going on alright, so again, thanks for listening I love you, God bless Is that long?
1: With his garment white and snow With a voice that sounds like thunder Walking on On the street of gold His appearance is like lightning Setting high upon his throne as him thousands oh, times 10,000 say will my God Please. be made it home glory go
0: in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins, and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen.